Peace, power, and prosperity, family. Y'all already know what time it is. It's the Bitcoin Block Billy coming to you once again with the early bird, early rising crypto update. Um, what we're going to be covering this time around is an article from the Synthetics Insights blog page. Um, it's a new series that they are beginning, and this is issue one, and it is entitled Introducing Synthetics Insights. So they're going to be just diving into synthetics, breaking down what's going on in the space for individuals that may be interested in reading up, up, uh, up on the uh, currency itself. In fact, give me one second. Let me like this. Uh, let me like this incense. We are streaming live right now. YouTube, Facebook, and New Money Matrix podcast. And go ahead and get everything blocked out so nobody can disturb while I'm recording. There we go. And get my incense lit. There we go. Get the vibe right. And now we can go ahead and actually get into this article. Grand Rising, everybody that is tuning in for this early rising, early rising show. Let me check real quick. Let me check. Um, see how this order's going. Give me one second. I am attempting a short on BTC from 7,400 on down right now. Caught it at that mark right now. We at 73.82. Cool. All right. So going forward into the article, it um, goes on to state, Dear Synthetic Spartans, which is what they like to call the individuals that are within their community, I guess, of the synthetics holders. Um, we're excited to launch Synthetics Insights. A newsletter focused on synthetics, a decentralized synthetic asset issuance and trading protocol that is built on Ethereum. Once again, what is synthetics for those that are interested, those that are curious, those that want just a simple breakdown? It is a decentralized, meaning no central authority, synthetic, meaning not the actual, but a synthetic form of asset issuance, meaning they issue assets and trading protocol, meaning that you're able to trade those assets on this protocol. Um, and it's built on Ethereum, which is a blockchain network, which allows for the creation of smart contracts. Um, going right along, it goes on to state that given the rapid increased usage and following for synthetics, we see a need for a data-driven approach to provide regular insights to one of the leading DeFi projects in the space. Um, and they do say if you got any feedback, you can let them know in the Discord channel. So, getting into the first section. Synthetic Assets and Derivatives, a Trillion Dollar Market. In this inaugural piece of Synthetics Insights, we're going to start it by exploring why decentralized synthetic assets and derivatives is a major game changer and how synthetic's novel design is well positioned to rapture this market. Synthetic assets refer to financial instruments that replicate the exposure to the other line asset it is tracking. Once again, Synthetic assets refer to financial instruments that replicate the exposure to the underlying asset it is tracking, meaning that you're not actually trading the actual asset that it may be named after, um, i.e., for instance, on the synthetics exchange market, you're able to trade gold, you're able to trade silver, you're able to trade Great Britain pound, Japanese yen. Now, this is the thing. This is the thing. While you're trading that, you are only trading the exposure to those prices 
of those specific assets versus you actually trading the assets. So you're trading a replica to the exposure, not so much a replica of the assets. So you're not tr trading a cloned or replicated piece of gold or a replicated piece of silver. You understand what I mean? Or any of the fiat currencies. What it is is a token that represents the price exposure or represents that token's price action and allowing you to trade and be open to the exposure of that specific currency. Same thing with Bitcoin. Um, they got synthetic Bitcoin, synthetic Maker, synthetic BNB, synthetic Ripple, or XRP, excuse me. Um, now, the exposure can range from price, cash flow, and so on. It is usually done through a combination of different financial products, such as futures, options, and swaps. One might wonder why there's a need for synthetic assets, given that you can just trade the underlying asset. Well, they're going to get into a few reasons for this which include, but are not limited to in any way, shape, or form, risk management. An asset owner can own synthetic assets that give you short exposure to the underlying asset. This allows one to reduce risk by hedging, and that might not be possible to do so in the spot market, meaning that some of the assets that they offer you, you may not be able to short trading it on spot or the actual asset, meaning you can only long the position. On the synthetics exchange, they have inverse pairs, meaning that you can short as well as long different positions, meaning that you can hedge against the market if it is turning around and going against your uptrend, meaning that it's in, in, in the downtrend. They also have leverage exposure. One can gain leverage exposure to the underlying asset through synthetic assets, such as owning a 2 edge leverage long ETF, of the S&P 500 index, right? And I uh, spoke yesterday on the fact that they're about to open up the synthetic futures and allow leverage trading. Um, you also have the ease of access, which I believe should be number one. Um, meaning that anybody, well, let me give their, what they're stating and then I'll give my own added commentary. But um, they go on to state that it's sometimes easier to short a futures or buy a put option of a financial asset than outright shorting it as it requires borrowing the asset first, which might be hard to come by. Um, and I believe what they're speaking on here is the fact that you just have tokens that represent these specific positions versus you having to manually put yourself into that position. Just as an example, um, certain exchange markets that you have. Let's look at KuCoin. Um, DragonX that allow leverage trading, um, meaning that you can long and short positions. When you short positions on some of these exchange markets, it's not as easy as clicking the short button or clicking the sell button. What you actually have to do is borrow the asset, sell that asset at a high price before you're looking for the downturn to come, and then be able to buy that asset back with the, with the base currency or the uh, paired currency that you sold it for at a lower price. And then go back and repay your loan, meaning that you have to pay back that which you bought and then keep the extra. But all that is done manually. It's not an automatic, for instance, if you're trading Forex, you just hit sell. And you pick the price that you want to sell, the price you want to exit at. Um, you know, over here, instead of having either or, you have assets or tokens that represent those specific positions. So if I want to short Bitcoin, I don't have to press sell or anything. I simply buy a token that represents a short position in Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin goes down, my value in this token goes up. Um, goes on to state, in fact, synthetic assets or derivatives volume usually dominate its underlying spot market in traditional finance markets. For example, 
Trading volume of crude oil and gold derivatives are few orders of magnitude higher than its spot physical market as most investors are simply, excuse me, or traders simply want a piece exposure, excuse me, price exposure to oil and gold without the intention of taking physical delivery or having any type of ownership of said uh, assets. According to the most recent data from the Bank for International Settlements, the BIS, the gross market value of all derivatives contracts is approximately 12.7 trillion United States dollars. And the daily turnover volume are more than 10 trillion United States dollars. This is orders of magnitude higher than trading volume of spot financial assets such as stocks, bonds, FX, and commodities combined. We have started to see this playing out in crypto as well. 2018 is the first year where crypto derivatives have traded more volume than the underlying spot market. BitMEX, which is the leading or leading the charge, having traded more than one trillion United States dollars for 2018. This is despite the bear market in crypto assets where spot volume has declined compared to 2017. And we'll speak on the fact that spot value has declined because when you're actually physically trading these, you have to take ownership of the actual asset. I mean, you actually got to hold and buy Bitcoin. You actually got to hold and buy um, Ethereum versus where you're trading futures or options markets. Um, you're able to just sell, meaning short that position or long that position utilizing the uh, contracts. Um, for anyone that uses Bybit, you know, you trade in perpetual uh, futures contracts. You know what I mean? Perpetual meaning that the contracts don't expire. But they're contracts nonetheless that just allow you to trade the price of the underlying asset and not actually have to take physical um, ownership of it. Now, the thing about Bybit, though, may I add, is that your contracts are actually settled in the currency that you're trading. So no matter what the market is doing, you're always going to be in that currency. So for anyone that was to hodl, that did have any type of experience in trading, it would be my understanding or my opinion if I was in their shoes and I had the amount of knowledge that they had as well as the underlying asset, I would look for a market where I'm able to hold my assets still. But if the price does start to turn around and go into an overbearing or, you know, a drawn out long downtrend, I'm able to actually short and add to my position, meaning that as the price goes down of any one of those assets that you're shorting, the amount of the asset that you have is actually gaining. So interesting. Um, let me see where I leave off at. Okay, here we go. Uh, it goes on to state, however, it is generally very difficult to bootstrap liquidity for derivatives since you always need one party on the other side of the trade due to its zero-sum game nature. BitMEX was launched in late 2014 and only took off in 2018 after attracting many professional market makers to provide liquidity on their platform throughout the years. They also have an internal market-making team to provide liquidity for various derivatives contracts on their platform. When it comes to bootstrapping liquidity on a decentralized synthetic asset trading platform, yeah, I know it sounds complicated, so for anybody that is using it, pat yourself on the back. Um, a similar approach is much more difficult as most, most professional market makers need to interact with smart contracts directly and deal with latency of the blockchain. Additionally, the volume of new decentralized exchanges are usually too little at the beginning for professional market makers to justify investing resources in it. Synthetics uses approval to tackle this lack of liquidity issue that is prevalent among many decentralized exchanges. Instead of spending significant resources to support an in-house market-making team, SNX mentors that issue synthetic assets by staking their SNX, haha, <laughs> you and I, 
act as a pooled liquidity provider for every trade that happens on the synthetics exchange. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again and reiterate that. For individuals that are actually holding SNX, right, holding it in their own wallet and are staking it, you are the individuals that are allowing the liquidity or putting the liquidity into the market for individuals to trade with. Also allowing that this allowing the synthetic assets to be minted and secured. Um, a synthetic version of Ethereum that assets can be built off of. You could say that though SNX is a, a Ethereum based token. It runs on the Ethereum network. It actually runs on the Ethereum network. Um, Brother Juan, what's going on? Peace, power, and prosperity. Grand rising. Miss Miss uh, Henderson. Miss Hill. Miss Cheryl. <laughs> how you doing? Uh, Brother Ferris, how we doing? Peace. Thank everybody uh, that's tuning in right now. But um, going right along with the uh, article, it goes on to state that, oh, once again, I want to I I uh, reiterate that. Instead of spending significant resources to support an in-house market-making team, SNX mentors, those that hold SNX and place them on mentor and um, mint them, that issue synthetic assets by staking their SNX act as a pool liquidity provider to every trade that happens on the synthetics exchange. This pool liquidity model enables Synthetics to leverage on the strength of its community to provide unparalleled liquidity right from the start. Hold on, give me one second. Somebody is asking me to tag them. Uh, how do I? Hold on, let me see. How do I do this? Ah, there we go. There we go. Okay, let me get, uh, there we go, there we go. Just want to get a couple of people in here. Because I know uh, most likely will be interested in this uh, information. There we go, there we go. Let's see. Yep. And that should be decent. There we go. So um, it goes on to state that this poor liquidity model enables synthetics to leverage on the strength of its community to provide unparalleled liquidity right from the start. SNX mentors collectively are rewarded all the transaction fees generated from trading activity on synthetics exchange for taking on the risk of being the liquidity provider. Additionally, Using SNX as collateral to generate synthetic assets allows the supply of synthetic assets to scale with the demand. Since the value of SNX are intri intrinsically dictated by the fees generated from the synthetics exchange. Once again, using SNX as collateral to generate synthetic assets allows the supply of synthetic assets to scale with the demand. Since the value of SNX are intrinsically dictated by the fees generated from synthetics exchange so i mean we've seen synthetics especially since we entered the market go from around 24 cent up to a dollar 54 maybe if i'm not mistaken may have been the, uh where we topped out at so it just shows you the growth of the platform itself 
Um, it goes on to state that more demand for synthetic asset trading will lead to higher value of SNX token, thus leading to more synthetic assets <laughs> able to be issued. This novel design aligns the incentives between synthetic asset issuer and users. Once again, let me reiterate that for the people. More demand for synthetic asset trading will lead to higher value of SNX tokens, thus leading to more synthetic assets being able to issue. Using internal assets such as Ether to generate synthetic assets will not have the benefits above. For example, DAI is by creation of self-leveraged demand. DAI issuers do not have any direct incentive for issuing DAI except for their own demand to leverage on their ETH holdings or to generate some cash without having to give up their upside in ETH. Instead, they're paying a higher than market interest rate for this over collateralized borrowing. So they're all um, talking in reference to the MakerDAO die uh, platform. And not in a negative form, just stating, uh, you know, their um, the way of looking at it. Um, it goes on to state the incentives for die issues. Issuers to issue more DAI are not very strong, even if DAI is trading at a premium, if DAI issuers don't want to take on more leverage. Overall, synthetics represents a game changer in synthetics assets, synthetics assets issuance and trading space. We see a huge potential for its growth further, further, for it to grow further as it gets more system-wide integration and people slowly realize the potential of censorship resistance and permissionless ownership of various synthetic assets. So, the SNX liquidity myth. It probably goes without saying that liquidity is extremely important when considering investments. The simplest and most straightforward rationale is that illiquidity hides true value, and the current market price might not be reflective of what you can actually buy or sell at. A few trades match with tiny volume as an outliner, outlier, with lots of trades matching with high volume markers, excuse me, makers for a more reliable space. One of the most criticisms of SNX as an investment is that it is extremely illiquid. However, we're going to show you why this is not true. Firstly, SNX volume is constantly underreported due to the simple fact that almost all websites and services that track volume are only looking at centralized exchanges. However, the majority of the volume of SNX is actually taking place on Uniswap and Kyber, and this data is usually not reflected. CoinGecko is one of the few tracking sites that is able to capture this data. And just comparing the previous 24 hours, CoinMarketCap is underreporting volume by 50%. Next, take into account that SNX is a staking token that has extremely high staking participation rate due to very attractive rewards from its monetary inflation schedule. From the latest research published by Binance Research on Staking, Synthetics has the highest staking ratio across the largest 15 crypto networks by market capitalization. Their locked SNX ratio right now is 82.09%. That's a percentage of SNX tokens that are staked, meaning that this currency, this specific coin, it, and the reason that you see it, let's, let's in fact take a second out. Let's take a look at the charts for those that are able to uh, see. Let's see. Let's take a quick look at the charts. If, there we go. Okay, let's erase that. Didn't know this was running um, choppy as it is. Let's see, maybe I need to close. Let me close some of these other uh, 
Let me close some of these other websites I have open so that we don't get that um that lag that we're getting right now, which I did not know was going on. Hopefully that it's not um actually recording like that. So we're waiting patiently. Okay, so hopefully, uh, I do apologize for the viewers and the listeners. Um, believe to have a freeze. It uh, seem to be frozen here. Let me see if I can get this unfrozen, as I would hate to have to stop halfway through this uh, article and start this. So we already got what about how much time do we got on New Money Matrix? Let me see. Got about 20 minutes in, so yeah, I would hate to have to start this over. Let me um, let me try my best to get everything over here unfroze real quick. Give me one second. Give me one second. Let me see what we can do. Now, what's interesting is that on the Android version of um, on the Android version of a. Uh, of the platform that I'm recording the podcast on, you're actually, okay, here we go, okay, there we go, there we go, unfrozen, cool, all right, let's, real quick, let's take a look at SNX, as it's traded, there we go, let's make sure everything is still recording, though, as things may, let's make sure we're still recording, Okay, still live on Facebook, and we are still live on YouTube. Cool. Cool. All right, let's proceed. Um, now this isn't what I wanted to look at. Hold on. Here we go. We want to look at the charts. And basically what I wanted to look at is the simple fact that no matter what the rest of the market has been doing, Synthetics, for the most part, has been moving. Let's take a look real quick. Synthetics has been moving against the market and just straight in the uptrend. That's because up to 80% of its tokens are locked and staked. They're not being traded on the open market. So you're not seeing that volatility that you're seeing on highly traded currencies. You know? With the staking reward standing at 75% APR for the first year, 75% annual percentage rate. Crazy, I know. Um, few SNX holders are willing to engage in market-making activities for trading their SNX holdings around when the opportunity cost of not participating in staking is high. The effect in, is that less than 2% of supply can be traced to exchange wallets as user deposits which are available for trading. Slightly over 0.5% of supply is in Uniswap, but due to the constant product pricing module, it is impossible to drain out the SNX there without ending up paying obscene prices. It's also misleading to look at volume alone to access liquidity of a crypto asset. Depth of the buy and sell order book is much more important metric to look at as that represents the actual cost of entering and exiting the asset. It is also harder to fake compared to trading volume, which is frequently gamed by many exchanges listed on CoinMarketCap. 
SNX currently has the fifth largest Uniswap pool standing at 1.5 million of liquidity. A 10,000 SNX sale order on Uniswap will only incur 3.4% slippage, which is slightly higher than crypto assets at similar market cap, but by no means completely illiquid. Uniswap also has become the primary source of liquidity for SNX. SNX is one of the very few top 100 crypto assets that have more liquidity on decentralized exchanges than centralized exchanges, besides Maker and DAI. This makes the SNX liquidity much more robust and less susceptible to the whim of any centralized exchanges. SNX also experienced a major, oh, hold on, a major stress test on its liquidity on the 26th of October, where one of the top 50 token holders sold his entire 324,000 SNX holdings in less than 15 hours on Uniswap. While this major selling did cause the price to correct about 30%, let's see, October 26th, huh? Interesting. Let me see, where was that? Ah, 25th? Huh. Well, this is the 25th right here. This is where we dumped from 87 cents. Let me see, what do we lose here? About 87 cents. About 16. Yeah, we didn't lose that much. But um, from 87 cents down to about 72 cents is what they must be talking about. Uh, the combination of the cross-exchange, uh, with okay, with this major selling, while this major selling did cause the price to correct around 30% afterwards immediately, the combination of cross-exchange arbitrage and organic buying demand at that level led SNX to close the day only down 15% and back to similar price level before this major sell-off selling occurred in one week. To put this into context, during the 17th May flash crash of Bitcoin price, it only took a sale order of 4,300 BTC to crash the Bitcoin price on Bitstamp by more than 20%. And the 50th top holder of Bitcoin holds 14,500 BTC. Given the high opportunity of not staking SNX, most big ticket trade size occurs throughout through over-the-counter, as large holders are actively staking and will only unstake when there is a confirmed buyer, buyer, buyer deal in place. According to one of the leading OTC brokers, SNX has much better OTC liquidity compared to crypto assets with similar market cap. By buying or selling SNX through OTC, buyers and sellers are able to deal quickly to minimize opportunity costs lost by breaking up orders. The recent availability of OTC tools, Diversified Trustless OTC and AirSwap Trader, also make the entire OTC process much more efficient and trustless. There is an OTC channel in SNX Discord that helps mid-sized SNX holders to find a match and deal trustlessly together with several OTC brokers actively helping to facilitate various deal sizes with both trustless and trusted escrow methods. Below are some of the on-chain OTC trades we managed to identify. Um, they actually got some huge ones. Right here you got 55,243 USD or dollars traded for 123,750 SNX tokens. Below that you got 406.9186 Ethereum traded for 110 SNX. So let's do the math. They got 110 SNX. Right here is 123 SNX. This was $55,000. So that can give you sort of a, a ballpark figure of what 110 SNX may have been. Here you have 500 ETH for 71,000 uh, SNX. Another 500 ETH for 64,000 SNX. Got that on a dip. And then from AirSwap Trader, as these were from Diversified Trustless OTC, AirSwap Trader, you got $300,000 spent for 400,000 SNX tokens. Shit. 
You got another 100,000 SNX tokens here bought for 395 ETH. Another 100,000 for 395 ETH. Another 100,000 for 395 ETH. Each having a different address, meaning they are different orders. Somebody just snatching up 100,000 uh, SNX. Then another 100,000 bought for 73,000 USDC. And another 100,000 SNX bought for 111,720 USDC. Therefore, SNX is actually more liquid than it appears on the surface with 500,000 plus USD daily volumes. Um, this is the network data insights, uh, the 16th of November to the 30th of November. Um, and I'm not going to run through all of it, but you can look at what they're showing, the active synthetics exchange address. Um, the 15 days average is 649. 15 days change is up 287 addresses. Total value locked is $145,844,833, up 15.91% in the last 15 days. Then you got the locked SNX percentage of total value being 75.80%, down 4.31% within the last 24. I might as well read through all this. And then you got the token cent supply, which is at $19,445,978, up 51.91% within the last 15 days. Next, we get into the economics. The exchange fees generated in the last 15 days are $7,782, which is actually down within the last 15 days, 61%. So the exchange fees generated are usually higher. Um, the exchange fee yield percentage of the APR is 0.71%, which is down 7.55% in the last 15 days. Um, the uh, synthetic ETH, the ETH Uniswap pool liquidity, is at $7,880,056, up 13.15% within the last 15. The synthetic United States dollars versus ETH Uniswap pool liquidity is only at $365,056, and it's up 0.78%. Total cents to die ratio is 19.15%, which is up 5.30% within the last 15 days. Next, we get into SNX. At the time of this writing, SNX was trading at a price of $1.25, which is up 56% within the last 15 days. Yeah, um, The SNX volume, um, centralized exchange and decentralized exchange, was $1,028,000, um, up 414% within the last uh, 15 days. The liquid market cap was 110000 no, excuse me, $110,624,804, up 56.92% within the last 15 days. Then you have the fully diluted market cap, which is 192000 Excuse me, once again, $192,343,896, up 60.21% within the last 15 days. And now you have the SNX supply on exchanges, which is 3000 <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying 3000 tired early. Um, $3,147,824. No, excuse me, the SNX supply on exchanges is 3147000 dollars 824 SNX tokens, which is down 232,631 SNX tokens in the last 15 days. SNX rallied significantly over the last two weeks, recorded a gain of 56% compared to the average price of SNX for the first half of November 2019. The volume for SNX increased even more, standing at average volume of roughly 1 million a day compared to 200,000 a day previously. So they're definitely getting, making their rounds, getting their money up. Uh, Grand Rising, how we doing, Miss Nodge, Brother Boogie, Peace, Power, and Prosperity. How's everybody doing out there? How's everybody doing out there? Um, let me see. It's a good thing I can still be heard. Brother Quentin, Brother Perry, Brother uh, John, how we doing? Grand Rising, everybody tuning in right now. We have been live now, what, probably about 30 minutes already? About 33, yeah, we're about 33 minutes in. Um, it goes on to state. Where did I leave off at? 
Uh, since supply expanded significantly as well to as people are able to mint more given high value of the SNX holdings. However, interestingly, the SNX supply on exchanges have actually come down despite the price increase. Shows that new SNX buyers are withholding or withdrawing it from their exchange to stake instead of just for pure speculation reason. The synthetics exchange metrics presents a mixed number. The active traders have increased significantly to 649 unique addresses trading on synthetics exchange over the last 15 days. However, volume has come down due to the increased trading volumes, excuse me, trading fees of 0.5%. We expect it to climb back up given the fees have been lowered down to 0.3% lately. The synthetic ETH and ETH Uniswap pool liquidity continues to increase despite the drop in ETH price lately. It reached as high as $9 million right now and shows no sign of stopping as the yield continues to increase with the climb of SNX pro, uh, price. One metric we will be watching slowly is the total simps to die ratio as it re uh, represents an entire different system design to bootstrap a synthetic asset issuance system. Now we're going to get into the, uh, well, no, I think that is the actual end of the article. I think these are just recent Discord discussions. Yeah, this is just the ending of subscribing past issues. So that was it. Um, very, very, very well articulated, well um, written article. I hope that the individual listener, um, viewer, the watcher got something from that. Um, before we do leave out, are there any questions or comments before I get out of here? Any questions or comments from anybody? Um, I will be going live here in a minute on Periscope. Via Twitter, you can go to my Twitter page and watch. Oh, <sighs> and I'm going to be looking at the top 10 coins on Periscope, looking at the stats and probably reading a little bit of news. I'm trying to get my Periscope game up, my Periscope um, followers up. Something that I meant to do in 2018, I never got around to. So I guess I'm going to bring in 2020 with it, but I got to become familiar with it right now in 2019. So, Miss um, Lee, how we doing? Queen, peace, power, and prosperity. Empress, how have you been? Beautiful queen. How we doing? I've been seeing you working and moving too. Best believe you're not invisible. Best believe you are not invisible. Me, I'm still going hard on the cryptocurrency. Nothing's changed. Um, let me see. With that being said, with that being said, if there's no questions, no comments from the uh, viewers, we will be ending this. Let me go ahead and actually end the podcast. So for those that listened in on the New Money Matrix podcast, peace, power, and prosperity. The Bitcoin block bully is out of here.